Grown A Geeks proudly presents Gag on these balls. The following audio may contain language that isn't suitable for any audience. The opinions expressed are solely those of the speakers themselves and may contain spoilers for current sporting events. Grown and Geeks and Grown and Geeks Sports Network makes no claim to ownership of any of the teams, franchises, or various sources discussed. Listener discretion is strongly advised. For today's topics, we'll be covering the NBA MVP list. We'll talk about our picks. We have a very quick top five. We're going to discuss Floyd Money Mayweather taking on <laughs> Jake Paul and everyone's favorite person, Timmy Tebow. Enough said about that. And then I'm sure we'll end up talking about some other stuff because that's that's just what we do. For today's show, we'll have our usual host, the OG himself, DJ Throwback, Tony in the house, and the other guy who lost football season to Tony. Friends. No, to my, to my daughter. Look, I lost you originally, and you built a big enough lead that she just <laughs> carried the momentum forward. But you didn't even break into that lead. She, I think, in fact, she expanded the league. I think she did by like two or three games. Too, <laughs> she thing. I was hoping you were going to call me on that, but you it would not be a usual show if you were not keeping me at least somewhat in check and vice versa when you do sometimes get out of pocket. I do every now and then, but it's rare now. You have been like actually well behaved. I think like you've spent enough time like to reel it in every once in a while. Every once in a while. Not, but I usually take it out of the guy at my job who don't know football. That's true. But with all things considered, it's great to have the show back. I've actually missed, you know, doing this, actually having like a nice conversation with somebody who knows sports and we can try and educate those who are trying to learn or are well-versed enough. They can talk with us a little bit. Mm, I was about to say something, but I'm not. You know what? Give it to me. Like Sam. (sighs) We're name dropping. He's learning, and he's actually picking exactly. up really quickly. He's a very exactly. good learner. It's, I, I, you know what? I expect that from him because of the type of person he is. I yep. expect him to pick it up quick. Yeah, basically I don't every expect... field he tries to, to get into, he's pretty knowledgeable. So he's like I, me when I, I take notes. He's Batman with I, prep time with this, but he won't say Batman. He'll I, say Clark Kent with some experience. He's not the uh, usual Boy Scout. I don't know why people just don't understand. Superman has an eidetic memory, and he remembers all that shit. <laughs> But while we're talking about the super men, let's talk about our NBA MVP list. Oh, I thought we were talking about my Hawks. You know what? Talk about your Hawks. You're going to keep pointing at that hat till we do. I'm going to point at it until they out the first round, which I don't, they might, they might not. I don't care. We made the playoffs. That's what you need. After that, you go game by game. You want game one? Nah, focus on game two. Can we talk right. about, though, how Trey Young should have passed that ball? For what? You had a man wide open, corner three. Trey Young no. drew a triple team. Not a double, triple. So? Could have passed it out. Could have been an easy wide open three. Floater. I know he went with a little little floater, which he, is a nice classic touch. I'm sure you appreciate that. Split, the floater he was split old the triple team. He split the triple team and then went up on the shot block. Look, if you watch the video, there is a man standing wide open at three who is a good shooter. I would. The, I know Trey Young is the man everybody wants to take that shot. What's the more high percentage shot, layup or three-pointer? It wasn't a layup. It was, like, from the free throw line. It doesn't matter. He floated. he floated it. Oh, he floated it all right. It was beautiful. So, 
So and that's his that shot. That was probably the best game for game one of all the basketball games that have been going on. Oh, of course. A lot of them were very, very close, though, and we're seeing the emergence of a lot of good young stars. John Morant balled out. Luka Doncic balled out. Yes. Trey Young balled out. Like We have a lot of good young talent just ready to go and take over right now. So that means LeBron can go ahead and retire with his old flopping ass. I, I didn't, said it. I didn't even say it. Look, I said it. His, the reason everyone's upset with that is he was down for 80 seconds. Do you know who got up in less time than that? Oh, who? Can I have a name? You you may have a name. It is your favorite rookie quarterback from last year that we all wish finished the year. Joe oh, Burrow. you mean Joe Burrow. He who tore would his have ACL, had... his MCL, and his PCL. He was he up tore in all 70 seconds. LeBron was down for 80 seconds with an eye poke. A and that's not, who got hit with and that's not even what Chris Paul hit him. He didn't even hit him in the eye. He had his arm and it should have been his shoulder. And then on top of that, a baseball player got hit by the fastball, square in the cheek, fractured his orbital bone. He was up in 15 seconds. 15. Which is. And if you saw his face, it was black. Like literally, basically indent, all black, ruined. And literally not not a big thing. Only missed a couple games, came right back and played. Like and it was somebody else, wasn't it? Those were the two examples I have off rip. Do you have somebody else who got up faster than I, King James? I mean, besides me. <laughs> <laughs> Look, if I did any of those injuries, I'd be down for a while. But the eye poke, I mean. I was, I was playing if softball. You're, if you're like a 6'9", 250-pound man. Who's just pure muscle, and someone just goes like that. That's it. And you You're ain't just a soft. Just a soft. Like, but speak, speaking of Luca, let's talk about our um, NBA MVPs. Because I actually made my list before the NBA came out with the final three. And so, did, do you have any candidates? Because I would like to. I have, talk about I the, have the three finalists listed. I would like to throw out an honorable mention once you're done with your list. Your list seems to be more extensive. I'll just kind of piggyback off of what you got there. Okay, so I did my top five, and I, I want to say I did it like maybe two weeks ago. And once I made them, I said, they're in. I'm not making any changes. These are the people that I think are deserving. Now, I will say that some people emerged. Curry. In the, you know, but that was later later in the year, almost playoff time. This is not, not saying that he didn't do it all year, but he his game elevated around playoff time. And I'm, I took the people that has been what I consider MVP level the entire season. Not saying that Curry wasn't, but he didn't compare. No, Curry really turned it on after, I want to say, late March. Yeah, but these guys, in my opinion, have been doing it more constantly. So I had Luca at five, almost twenty nine points, almost twenty nine points a game, just over eight rebounds, almost nine assists per game, and a steal per game. Near, near averaging a triple double is outstanding. Yeah. So, and believe it or not, my number four is Chris Paul, which a lot of critics will hate based upon I, not looking at the next gen stats and situation. But look, look at what he brings to every team he's been on. Do you have the stat I sent you, or you want me to read that off? Uh, you read it because my phone is dying. You never charge that thing, but uh, keep going with your I Chris don't. Paul. 
uh, Chris Paul, just around 17 points game. He, I mean, he's getting rebounds, like almost five rebounds a game, almost nine assists, and just over a steal a game. And this, he was averaging this around his 36th birthday, which anybody who played basketball know if you're a 36 year old basketball player, that's mileage. That's a lot of mileage. Let alone breaking the league at 21. Right. So started late and you're still playing. So, yeah. Because, all right, I got the stat, I got it pulled up. The Charlotte Hornets which was at the time the New Orleans Hornets, mm-hmm. started at 219 winning percentage. Chris Paul shows up, they go 463. Just under 500, the team's garbage. It's just one guy. But one dude elevated. Then he goes to Clippers, makes Lob City Clippers with Blake Griffin, DeAndre Jordan. They went from a 390 Overrated. winning percentage to 606. Well over 500. He went to the Rockets, who were actually 671. Not bad. Took him to 793. Then he went to OKC in that weird trade. That made no sense. Five ninety eight to six eleven. It was a money dump and a draft pick swap out because apparently Russell Westbrook is leagues better than Paul, according to the league. But and then he went to the Suns four sixty six. Now seven oh eight. He wasn't, sniff, wasn't sniffing the playoffs. Not even thinking about the playoffs. They were number one pick status. DeAndre Ayton status. Devin Booker status. Yeah. And now both those young guys. Their games immediately elevated. I mean, Booker was no scrub beforehand, but Aiden, oof, he was he was a big man who didn't have the big man's mental aspect of the game of basketball. Right. And then and Chris Paul's dog mentality ripped off on him. You can see the improvement. They dominated this, this the is, Lakers in game one. This is, again, why we have to stress MVP. There's been a lot of players in the league that got MVP, but they were not the MVP. Steve they got Ash, it on um, popularity. Yeah, Steve Nash twice. They sh- shouldn't have got it, and these are people that actually made the team better because of them. Uh, so keep it moving. We're at number three. I got Giannis. Ante Tecumpo. Thank you, because we had – I don't pronounce names. Almost Over 28 points a game, 11 rebounds, and six assists, which uh, shocked me. I was like, damn, really, six? All right, do it then. He's got a lot of three-point shooters now. They've really built their game to help him out because he can't shoot the three ball. It's just not his game. Right. Well, I don't. But I don't like when you take two steps and you can dunk from the three-point line, yeah, that that's a pretty good game to have. So yeah, Giannis, you take him off the Bucks. Average lottery squad. team, lottery team every year. Um, number two, Embiid. I know a lot of people don't like Embiid. I don't know why. I love Embiid. His social media, when he's clowning on people and his game's on, dude is one of the I funniest just, players and likable players in the league. He's like almost 30 points a game, over 10 rebounds, almost three assists, a steal, and all, just over a block. And my number one is Jokic. Yep, Jokic has put up. An 20, astounding year. 27, almost 11, nine, almost nine assists, over a, over a steal. I mean, what does he mean to Denver? Oh, I can't explain what he means to Denver, but do you have anything else you'd like to touch upon with your list real quick, or you want me to have a my uh, rebuttal of I the mean, three who made it? I, I did have some honorable mentions that I know a couple of them did make it, and they turned it up then. But like I said, I made my list and I stuck with it. 
So I'll keep my honorable mentions to you. We discussed the finalists. Okay. So I'll leave my honorable mention at that point in time because the finalists that are announced for the NBA Kia MVP race, because, you know, they got to get their marketing brand in there somewhere. Of course. Like they don't make enough money. They make plenty of money, especially with the sponsorships now on the jerseys. Yeah, they're making some, they're making a mint. I mean, you know, Corona really hasn't helped, but yeah. Um, The three finalists, Steph Kerr, Yoel Embiid, Nikola Jokic. So I got two out of three. Yeah, which is phenomenal. Um, Dame Lillard finished in fifth, which Dame Lillard is one of my favorite players in the league. I will say that day in, day out. He's one of the most clutch shooters this game seen. If he had a better wingmate. They'd be making a lot more noise out in the West, but Portland's not a big market for basketball. Uh, Giannis finished in fourth, which seems apropos. He had a huge letdown at the end of the year. His game started slacking off, but he also took a couple rest games because they didn't have anything left to prove. Once you're in, you're in. Your slot was locked. They didn't have anything to play for. Screw it at that point. You don't do an undefeated season in NBA, so it's no point in playing after you've locked in your slot. Yeah, because the closest we had to anything even resembling an MVP like an undefeated season was the 73 and nine war, uh, warrior squad back. Like well, they yeah. jumped one game better than the bulls. That was the right. only thing they were playing for was to get better than the bulls, which I mean, didn't matter to Steve Kerr cause he was on both squads. So he's fine <laughs> either way. Um, and beat in my mind finishes in third average 30, a game, six rebounds a game, three assists per game. Uh, the strength of his squad really to me spoke volumes. Because, I mean, he's running with some real dogs, and the Sixers are going to be a tough out no matter who they play. They have to literally defeat themselves in the East at this point. Um, Then here comes the unpopular opinion. The person that's going to win shouldn't win. In my mind, I believe the NBA is going to give it to the second face of the league. I think they're going to give it to Steph Curry. Of course. I mean, Curry did average, you know, an obscene, obscene 24-game stretch. He had a 24-game stretch where he averaged almost 37, almost six rebounds, five assists, 43% from three to finish the year and carrying a squad with no shooters, none, all the way. But at... All said and done, by the end, he had averaged 32, five and a half, and almost six assists. Great numbers, but I feel like they're going to give him the MVP when he shouldn't get it. Because he did it in the stretch. should get it. I absolutely agree with what you're saying. Almost 27 points, 11 boards, almost nine assists. And then here's something you will absolutely love. He didn't miss a single game all year. Healthy as can be, played every single game. And the first time someone in the MVP race hasn't missed a game since 2007 and 2008, when your boy, may he rest in peace, Kobe Bryant, did the exact same feat. Kobe was on a mission that year. No, he was, he he was, was big, he man. He was on a mission. And okay. here's some next-gen stats to help your boy Jokic out. In terms of PER, which is player efficiency rating, for those that don't know, he posted the 10th best season all time. NBA history. They did player efficiency rating. They made it up all the way back to like when Wilt was playing, even before that. Literally from there, this is the 10th best season player efficiency rating ever by anybody. Right, so Jokic I think should Jokic get that MVP. Should get it. 
But he, I'm I'm on board with you. I don't think you want. I think they're gonna give it a step. Just, the league loves guards and forwards, so to give it to a center in you yellow, do something incredible. They love guards and forwards in yellow. Yeah, because the last time a big man won, it was like what Shaq. Yeah. Back in like early early 2000s when the band literally dominated the league. Back when he was with Orlando and just beasted everybody and their mama. Because Prime Shaq was, Prime Shaq was something. But yeah, we absolutely agree. Nikola Jokic should be the guy who wins. But I also have that mentality of like, it's like the NFL. They give it to the quarterback by default. Derrick Henry should have won. Or did or college or college football that it's always the best quarterback. quarterback. Which was shocking this year because my boy, he won. That's just because he was a beast and he showed what he could do. I'm still shocked he won. I'm still shocked he fell as far as he did. But that's something we'll discuss at a later uh, draft date. Would you like to lead off the Floyd Money Mayweather discussion versus Jake Paul? Or would you want me to... First first of all, let let me put this disclaimer out there. I don't like boxing anymore. And I understand that everybody's like, it's the art. The, the the purpose of boxing is not to get hit, but to hit. I understand all that. But I also like to see engagement in fighters. That's why I think the UFC has jumped boxing in popularity. Because you have action. You have I the don't best like, fighting the best, is what you should I, say. I don't like Floyd's boxing style. Let's just say that. I can't say I don't like him as a person because I have not met him. But I am not a fan of his boxing style in the least. I call him Dancing with the Stars because that's what he does. I understand it's an art, but I grew up Roberto Duran, Sugar Ray Leonard, Marvin Hagler. You stand in the box and you trade. It's like, I don't like you. I'm going to knock you out. That's what I grew up with. That to me is what fighting slash boxing is. When I grew up, you didn't run from fighters. You fought them. If they were coming after you, if they called you out, okay, let's fight. That's what they did. When Hearns and Hagler went at it, they didn't like each other in real life. They was like, you want to fight? Let's fight. And that was one of the greatest fights of all time. To me, Mayweather cherry picks his opponents has been for at least his last 20 fights i'm not i'm not going to take away from his record because he still had to go in there he had to win the fight against aging and over the hill superstars it's like when he fought pacquiao that fight should have happened five years before and he ducked him for all five five years and it's like he'll fight the young fighters who you know don't have any experience or he'll fight the guys that are injured. Because he should be fighting Canelo. He's not going to fight Canelo. Because Canelo would take his lunch money and ruin his record and prove how soft he Now I understand really he, he did beat Canelo once, but Canelo again, was younger then. Now Canelo's experience, on a tear. It's, it's the experience that you get while you box and move through the ranking. I don't, and again, his style does not work for me. When I think of a, I like I like heavyweight fights. I don't like none of them little shits. 
I understand it's the speed. I understand it's finesse. But I like to see two grown men standing in there proving to me who who's the best, who hits the hardest. Who's got the who hits the hardest, who's got the toughest chin, who wants it more. Right. Who who's going who can take this punishment and come out on top? Again, I know I'm gonna have people yelling at me. I don't care. I don't like his boxing style. I don't. But the guy he's fighting gonna get his ass beyond a shadow of a doubt, and that's that's the issue with this fight. Logan, let me explain something to you. Jake, <laughs> Logan's the other brother. Oh, I'm sorry, Jake. I mean, maybe I'm wishing they're both shitheads. So I mean, you're you're splitting a difference here. Let, let let me explain something to you, Jake. While I said what I did about Mayweather. He's still a professional boxer. Let's let's has been for over twenty years. Let's make you understand this. There's a difference from fighting an athlete. There's a difference from fighting an NBA player. There's a difference fighting somebody who doesn't box and then step into the ring and then step into the ring with a boxer. You better go talk to them UFC guys and Hey, when you fought him, how was it? It ain't the same. No, Ben Askren's never going to knock your lights out. He cannot wrestle you, but that's not boxing. While I don't like his style, Jake, you're not going to touch this guy. McGregor barely touched this guy. And McGregor is has boxing skills. He, now, he's a better grappler, but he has boxing skills. And he took, he took some of his punches. I don't think you hit hard as him. I don't think you hit hard as Connor at all. I, I think you're about to get a rude awakening. And add to the fact that you disrespected him by taking his hat. Hopefully he flips back into the black man mode. Don't touch my property. Because if he does, he might turn into a fighter instead of a boxer. And even then, I don't think Jake has, has a shot. You can train all you want, hard as you want, for two years to try to box Floyd. It's not going to work. The only thing that would work for him in that instance is age. And, and Floyd then, is still in impeccable shape, even though he's doing this he, on a whim. At his, at his age now, he's still better than most of the boxers out there. He can still get in there and run around and avoid them. But I think, hopefully, I, I hope this brings out a different side that I have not seen. I've seen him hit people and knock them a couple out. I I want to see Floyd go for two rounds and fight this man. It shouldn't go past two rounds. It's going to go at least four. It, I understand that. But me, looking at the skill sets, it should not go past two. Literally, Floyd should come out there and flurry his ass, stun him ribs, and then put him to sleep. Because we all know he can do it. He just usually chooses not to because he wants to, you know, get that co- extra commercial in there, that extra endorsement. Yeah, he, in there, he, want, he wants to get out there. He wants to dance. And I understand that, but. He doesn't have the showmanship to be doing that kind of stuff. Jake, I don't know if you, you'd have been better fighting his daddy or somebody. Because uh, I don't know about this one. Because the reason I'm irked that this fight is even 
considered is just why what does Floyd Mayweather have to gain for fighting this YouTube punk is like me stepping in the ring with Floyd Mayweather why is it happening there well, should you, be absolutely be no reason for you it's a payday because you're making a lot of money for that fight oh yeah I'm getting paid a lot of money to get concussed like a lot of money I just have zero chance of throwing but hands do you think all. do you really think Floyd could concuss you I'm not a trained fighter. I've never trained for any type of physical combat unless you count football, which is, you know, not really hand-on-hand combat. It's not like a martial art. I've never done that. Well, I, it, I can't be, say none of that. I can't say none of that that you just said. So it, it's, yeah, you were, you're literally a living weapon if you join the Marine Corps. That is literally not, your not in it, Not anymore. Butter. It's more like aging and rusted <laughs> <laughs> but the only reason this fight is even happening is floyd's moniker money the only reason he mm-hmm. even looked at this or sniffed this deal is because there's money involved that's the only but thing he's a, a billionaire about. he don't need the money he don't know how to read that he still thinks that's, that's a true. small portion of money he might I mean, think he's he loaded loaded so don't get he me might wrong don't think he got a hundred thousand lawyers after us but like they this come is a many... living proof of boxing's mediocrity why is this happening? Who is allowing this to happen? And just why is no one stopping this? And no one stepping up and be like, look, you're destroying the integrity of our sport. First of all, the integrity of boxing has been destroyed for decades. I know there's been scandals. I know there's been cheating. I know there's been PEDs. But even like go back 10 years ago, boxing was actually respected sport. Now UFC is the main thing. No one cares gives a rip what's going on in boxing. The only time I'm even interested in what's going on in boxing is you have Tyson Fury, Anthony Joshua, or Deontay Wilder fighting. The I will three say I do. heavyweights. I have watched, I will watch some Wilder fights. Because, again, what does he do? He's standing and he throws hands with you. Yeah. And then One of us don't get knocked out. With uh, Tyson Fury. Tyson Fury is so funny. He just calls everyone a big dosser and just absolutely lays hands Hey, it's always a bigger dog in the yard. Always. This fight but, never should have happened, and it's it's a, it's a desperate cry for boxings to get their shit together. No, the de- desperate cry for boxing was when Tyson fought Roy Jones Jr. in the exhibition. Boxing's gone down a long way. But while we're talking about someone who's definitely... Wait, can, getting- I, can I say something that you know, we consider unpopular opinions? I'm pretty sure that's our the entirety of our show, but continue. Mike Tyson was overrated. Ooh, that is really unpopular. And we'll have to circle back to that at a later date. But for now, we're going to move forward and talking about the status of mediocrity and your favorite boy from First of all, Florida. I will lead a call right now. <laughs> I know don't play with will. me about that. Your play, least favorite play. quarterback from Florida. The man who originally took a knee and the world said it was fine. Timmy Tebow. Do you want me to lead this one off? Because I've got some Please, things I would love to say. I, I took over the Mayweather talk. Yeah, you do this one because I got some stuff, but I'm pretty sure it's what you're going to say. So coming from the younger, non-pigmented point of view. Timmy Tebow <laughs> is an absolute piece of human garbage there is no nice way of saying this Trash. timmy tebow 
Just signed with the Jacksonville Jaguars. One year, $950,000 deal. No injury incentive, which in my mind leads to the good news. The Jaguars will not let him make the team. He's going to go all the way through, you know, minicamp, OTAs. He'll be the last cut. He's going to play <laughs> for a couple preseason games, get his absolute shit rocked. Improve NFL ratings, you know, become the number one selling jersey in the NFL, which he already did, again, for no flipping reason. And then he'll be cut. This is his last payday. Urban Meyer, his old coach from Florida, now in Jacksonville, threw him a nice little bone, like, hey, if you want to get paid, come try out at tight end. Timmy Tebow has no athletic human ability in his body. I don't know why he thinks he's going to be doing this. It's like when people say he was a dual-sport athlete. He played minor league baseball. He didn't, he didn't make pro. Minor league. And he sucked. Everyone on his team said he was he the was, worst. He was worse than Jordan in baseball. Jordan at least made the professional leagues off his actual skill level and not because of the talent in which the draw he had for an audience. You put Jordan in any room, sure, it's a draw. But he also had the talent to back it up, and people vouched for him. He couldn't hit a curveball, though. Most people can't <laughs> hit a curveball. What are you nah. talking about? That thing is... Hey, Jordan nasty. could never hit a curveball, but that's about Tim, Tim, Tim Tebow. Go ahead. But while we're still talking about Tim Tebow, why in the actual fuck is his <sighs> jersey the number one selling jersey in the NFL? Who, in it's their right mind, thought this pasty-ass, untalented, self-centered piece of human garbage is worthy to be the number one seller in this league when he hasn't done anything in it of note yeah. in his entire career. No, no, he had one playoff win. No, okay, that. okay, well, thank you. Against we'll, we'll Pittsburgh. Bring out, we'll bring just, out these stats. But that was just one pass. That we'll was one pass. Here. Timmy Tebow. He was like one of 14. His passing completion percentage for his career, <laughs> under 48%. Evan. Oh, shit. He's threw for less than 3,000 yards in a four-year career. He has less than 1,000 yards rushing, so he wasn't even a good gadget quarterback. He had 23 turnovers in three years, and he had 29 touchdowns. That's because he was getting hit. That was garbage. Literally, a rookie quarterback who could just walk into the league right now could do this in preseason. Joe Burrow. This is not noteworthy. This is not good. This is absolute... San Diego Chargers. Oh, wait. And Los Angeles Chargers. Herbert. Are you talking about my boy Herbert? Because my boy Herbert can ball. It's going to be another breakout year. But anyway. <laughs> speaking of, you know, we talked about the other guy. Keep talking about Tambo. We'll talk about the other guy afterwards. Who Keep took talking a about knee. Tim. Colin Kaepernick. Look, We're going to talk about it. Uh, Ka- Kaepernick threw for 12,000 yards. His completion percentage was almost 60%. Mm-hmm. He had 85 total touchdowns. He had over 2,300 yards rushing. And while he played for six years, he had 45 turnovers, which was just under double what Tebow's was in three. Kaepernick had fumble and injury and uh, interception issues. That was, that was his big knock. But how is Tebow getting a job? As you know a what? tight end, when he's 6'1", 240, when Kaepernick is 6'4", 235, and actually successfully athletic and has led teams to a successful playoff run that included getting to the Super Bowl. How okay. how is this a thing? Tebow does not deserve a lick of the success 
and the money cut that he's going to get from this little publicity stunt that the Jaguars have done. I mean, hats off to, was it Shad Khan, the father of Tony Khan, the owner of the Jaguars, for getting his bag and milking the most out of this $950,000 short-term investment. But this is absolute horseshit. <laughs> Be prepared to stop. All right. You can tell I'm irritated. I know. But and I've I'm... been very, very irritated with Tim Tebow's existence in the sports world for a while. So and I will I leave can, it at that. He doesn't deserve I can side with you on one aspect of your argument. But then I have to argue against an aspect of your argument. Absolutely. So what we're going to so do is first we're going to uh, we're going to go where we agree. Tim Tebow is shit. We agree with that. Between the two, who's the better quarterback? Kaepernick. Kaepernick. It's not even close. Who's the better athlete? Kaepernick. Kaepernick. And it's not even close. Who should be in the league? Kaepernick. Kaepernick. It's not even close. Who was said to, hey, play tight end after your, after his third year? Because that's what eight, I think eight or nine coaches that I saw said, hey, we want you to play tight end for us. Who should have done that when he was 25? Tebow. Tebow. So that's why I agree. I agree. Does he deserve this shot? No. Fuck, fuck no. He's taking it's, his it's, job away from a young, hungry, undeserving person who can make the roster right. Somebody, somebody's an undrafted rookie. He's taking his money like out of their hands because he wants his last limelight. Hoop. You are upset about this. I'm very <laughs> upset about this. He doesn't deserve this. So let, we, we need to explain to people how trickle down works. Tim Tebow is now signed. So that means he has a roster spot until he's cut. Which he will be cut. He will be cut. We hope. So what that does is the next guy that would have got that spot is now in the practice squad. Which is a huge pay cut. The guy that would have made the practice squad is now on the streets. That's how it works. If they if they would have just brought him in for a tryout without signing him to a contract, nobody would say shit. Hey, come come to OTAs. Come in here and look. Let's see how you work. Nobody would have said nothing. I honestly think if he's not cut on the last day, I think he makes the team, and I think he plays. I really do think he – while he might not see a lot of action, I think just his presence because first is Jackson. You're talking about ticket sales, and you're talking about – Ticket sales. You're not talking about his actual God-given talent. I'm not because if you if you look at Jacksonville, you already got the, the big splash hire in Urban Myers, who no matter where he goes, it's always some kind of shenanigans. People forget that he left Florida no, we for that don't, reason. We, don't, we did not. He left Ohio State. We talked about his Florida squad and what. Oh, and he left Ohio that. State for shenanigans too. That's he, yeah. He hey left for health reasons. Okay, no, no, no. It was some shenanigans up. Pete Carroll so, did the same thing, but we we forgave Carroll. Nah, nah, we forgive Carroll because you know he tries to be nice. But I honestly think uh, it's you already got sunshine out there, Mr. Trevor Lawrence. Sunshine. Who else do you have in Jacksonville that's going to sell tickets to Jacksonville? They don't. They really don't. So, you know what? We need attention down here. Win football but, games. Stop being mediocre. Give they can't do that because their owner. Athletic abilities. They can't because chance. their owner is trash. Their owner is trash. He's an amazing businessman. But you're absolutely right. His sports acumen is just it's, it's, bad. 
And see, that's that's the thing with certain owners who crap. I'll beat his horrible off-field shenanigans. And again, personal life, professional. Let's concentrate on his professional because he should be in jail. But because <laughs> he was proven guilty in a court of law, it wasn't like a we'll 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 take crap because he's in uh, Loomis. Those two Saints. Oh yeah, Patriots. You don't even you know what like they the do. Saints and you're giving Loomis props. I, first of all, you under, we understand I'm a football fan. That's true. I have teams that I like, and I have teams that I despise. But I will never not give you a reason why I hate this team. I hate the Saints. They're a rival. That's that's it. I hate the Cowboys. They're always overrated. They're always going to the Super Bowl every year. And I hate Jerry Jones. There you go. So let's 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 talk about the owners. Because we can lump them in the I'm gonna get a GM and I'm gonna stay the fuck out of his way. Those That's exactly what they do. Because like some of the owners you don't even know exist. They're some of the best owners. Yeah. So the only time you Kraft, see the owner is when they shake their head coach's hand or the GM's the hand when they Super raise the Lombardi trophy. That's the only so time you got Kraft, You got Kraft and Loomis. They hire their respective GMs and say, build me a squad. Then you know what that GM does if he's successful? He goes get a solid head coach. And then they you know what he does? Games and you know what he does to that head coach? Build your squad. Build, build your team. Like I will pay He'll for it. You just get come, the right people. What coaches do we want? Let's sit down and let's work over this draft. Let's do that. And thank God we now stole one from the Saints, Mister Fontnot. Thank you. If that's how you say his name, I hate you know I don't pronounce names well. But Terry, welcome to the A. I like your draft you did so far. But let's go back here. And then you got your owners, like Jerry Jones. Cannot get out the, of his own way to save his life. And the late Al Davis. They hire GMs. They hire GMs. They hire coaches. Then they make all the draft picks. Then they make the rosters and wonder why their teams don't succeed. Then you have your owners that dabble, but don't. And I hate to say it like my 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 owner, Arthur Blank. He dabbles every now and then, but he kind of stays out the way. Once he hires his GM and coach, he sits back for a year. And then by year two, if things aren't going the way he wants them to go, he he puts a little pressure on, which I don't think she do. She always give a coach three to four years, unless they just always 16. My, uh, get, Patricia with the Lions. Should have been right, cut give, a while ago. Yeah, gave him three, three years, but he sucked all three years. Yeah, if, if, you, if you see a steady improvement in three years, then let them build. Because Anthony Not every, Lynn should have been lasted another year with the Chargers, period. Exactly. Because every squad, no, I don't care who you are, cannot be built overnight. They have steps. Some take longer. And, and then, then short term, you get the Bucks one year. Full 180. Right. It was and a playoff-built squad. It's just their quarterback was lacking at the time. Let, let's, let's concentrate on, on the Patriots because they're the last dynasty we've had. And it's like once Belichick got in, he got his coaches that will follow what he says, will impl implement his game plan, and he went out and he – I mean, we can't say that he went out and got Brady. He got lucky with Brady. 
Yeah, there's no way anyone's like, I draft a six-round quarterback with the intent yeah. to make him the greatest quarterback of all time. Because he still had blitz over there. So you had your quarterback. Bledsoe that was, was an insurance a, pick. It wasn't like was a solid, roster spot to fill. Yeah, Bledsoe was a solid top-tier quarterback in his time. From Washington State University. Shut up, you Gordy. So then when Belichick got there and he started implementing his system, he was saying, okay, this will work. But the thing I give Belichick credit for, he wouldn't just watch the Patriots, the Jets, the Dolphins. He was watching the Giants, the Seahawks, the Rams. What players would fit my scheme if they were released? Because last I checked, y'all didn't have too many hot price free agents come in. Y'all had no, not till this year. Now y'all had solid rotational pieces. Built your depth. Built your own defensive lines. We just won in the trenches. And what have I been preaching you need to do? Win in the trenches. And that's what and that's what the Patriots did. Now let's jump down to the Saints. They went different with their quarterback. They went out and took a gamble on Drew Brees. Because there was no guarantee he was gonna play. It was no guarantee he was gonna play. play that way. Because in, with the Chargers, Brees was a solid quarterback, but he tore his rotator cuff. And they draft and they well, they didn't draft, they end up getting Phillip Rivers. So that made Breeze expendable. At that time, the Saints were rebuilding. So they took a chance. Once they got in, Breeze got in, and they started seeing, okay, let's build around him. What did they do? They built that offensive line, they built that defensive line. Sean Payton got there, implemented what he wanted, the exact same thing the Patriots did. Now, while they haven't had the success, they got one ring out of it. Which they cheated for, but that's a whole nother story. They, while they haven't had the success of the Patriots, of course, Patriots had an easier road. Shut up. <laughs> you do not respect Peyton Manning or Ben Roethlisberger Steelers. Fuck no. The, the teams overall were built the same, but the Saints had a better roster. They just couldn't they couldn't execute like the Patriots when it came could. down to clutch time we had Brady and we had Vinatieri to take us over right y'all want a lot of people forget y'all want a lot of these Super Bowls because of Vinatieri Vinatieri's leg is legendary we wouldn't even have the run if we didn't have Vinatieri back in 2001 against the Oakland Raiders and that fucking blizzard exactly so and those are squads that you can look at and say okay how do I build a squad you look at them to watch how you do not build a squad is you watch Al Davis and them Raiders. Or you watch the Lions. Just or you watch the Lions. Forever. They drafted four straight wide receivers, number one, and none of them planned out more than two years. Charles that was just Rogers bad scout. the first one that comes to mind, yeah. Besides, we can't count Megatron because he was a freak. Oh, yeah, you could not have, you know, anybody with any eyeballs would have looked at him and be like, I want that guy. Yeah, we want Megatron. But also, so. you're, you missed the Tebow. Yeah, I mean, it's football. I get sidetracked football. So we get back to Tebow. There was nothing in his college game that anybody could justify him being taken in the first round. No. His college game does not transform transfer to the NFL game. No, Johnny Manziel's game would have transferred better. And he, he was can't still run. a bust. What, what was he doing in Florida? Running between the tackles. Five-yard dink and dunk, Percy Harvin take it to the house. Aaron Hernandez would bludgeon anybody in his way to get to the end zone. 
You ain't going to have a – the team that you go to in the NFL when you get drafted is not going to be the team that you had in college. You, you can't ain't going to think it done thing. that way in the NFL. You're not going to run up the middle on any NFL squad as a quarterback constantly. No, Vic never even did that in heyday. Lamar Jackson does do it. Vic, you know, Vic would success? do sweeps. Vic did sweeps. Tebow ain't Outside. fast like that. You can't. Tebow ain't fast like that. Middle. He ain't fast like that. There's no more jumping over the pile because those linebackers are waiting for you. They just as fast as you, if not faster. They're bigger than you, and they love hitting quarterbacks. That's what they live so for. his what game, to do. his game does not. I don't. And I was like, why y'all taking this guy? But that was Denver, and what the fuck. Um. We'll get back. All right. So after the Tim Tebow experiment, and he was asked to play tight end, he was like, no. And he went off to do his monotone commercials or whatever, or preach or whatever he did. He, he preached and he did some charity work. I mean, he's always done good humanitarian work, and I'm not going to fault him for that. But the amount of money he charges for like professional speaking is just outrageous. We're talking about fresh. So we've already established that Tebow is not a good quarterback. With that being said, do not take my head off. But Kaepernick only had two, three good years. His first four years were good. His last two years, he was His first three years were good. His fourth year, he was figured out. His fifth year, he failed to adapt. However, the league also, and the 49ers at that time, that front office, failed him. They were not building around him, and their defense was aging. You couldn't do the same thing where you gave the I, ball to Frank Gore and said, hey, go I'm, take I, somebody out. I could go with that. Frank Gore is, is still a freaking robot. He's, I think he just retired anyway, so he's, he might come back and play. You just don't know. He has to sign with the team officially, yes. We focus it on Kaepernick and his quarterback ability. Not worried about the team around him. We talked about Kaepernick had three good years. But in my opinion, he never evolved past being a run-pass option quarterback. And teams figured that out about him. And that's what started his decline. The worst part about that is the RPO, his bread and butter, didn't become popular until like three, four years later. And that's what his game was. Could he pass? Did he have a cannon? Oh, yeah. yeah. Some was he accurate? He had Howard serve for an arm, but his accuracy he, was. He, he was either precise or you were throwing. It was the way the fuck over there. So, questionable accuracy, cannon for an arm, mobile as hell, mobile as hell. Yeah, his game against the fumble. Packers comes immediately to mind where he yeah. ran for and you know thirty yards. And you know who that reminds me of? Vic. If I would have described a quarterback, would you have said Kaepernick or would you have said Vic? All you have to do is say he runs a lot and fumbles a lot. Vic would top the list. Kaepernick would be a close second. And Vic's problem, he never adapted. He relied on his speed. No, his problem was his life. Every, not <laughs> He would have still again, been good in the league on for the field. more years. On the field. He had at least another good three years left. In him. I, don't care about, I don't care about what happened off the field with him. I'm just on saying, the field. on the field, he had at least another good If three he would years. have won, studied the playbook like he admitted, he never did. Evolved his game, which you can't do unless you do the first one. And concentrate on crafting your skill. It's not going to work. Oh, and I'm talking about Kaepernick now. 
craft your skill. He didn't do that. He, again, and this is where I don't 100% blame Cap for his decline. I blame his coaches. It's, it's like 50-50. If you see your guy struggling, and this is, in fact, your guy, you need to work with him. Spend some extra time. Hey, you, you got a quarterback coach for a reason. He need to, hey, come here. Let's work on this. They're starting to figure you out. Let's, let's work on something else. But then in, in with that, he's got to want to change. And I just he just didn't do it. Should he have been back in the league? Yes, but there's also an argument that he don't want to come back. No, he could have been a perfect backup quarterback. I mean, I would love to Again, have the Patriots right now. I would take him over did, Cam Newton right now. He said he would. He didn't want to be a backup because Baltimore did say come. That's why they ended up getting RG3. Because it fit the same mold. Same mold. But I, and I understand that he didn't want to be a backup. I understand that. I understand you want to be a starter. A lot of quarterbacks feel they want to be a starter. I would they love are to starter be a material. Give me the Ryan Fitzpatrick job. I'll come in for four games, tear the and world off, and I, then I literally, the next four get benched. I literally was just about to say, I literally about to say, why do you think Fitzpatrick has been in the league as long as he has? It's like six. He comes years in. Career. He's played for ten different teams, and he, he comes in. He t- he's like, I'll be the backup, and you know what happens. He parlays that into a couple of starts, and he gets you a big contract. down the road. Hey, two-year contract. Two-year contract, $16 million. Here we go. Okay. And he's smart enough to learn. And he book. starts. He came from Harvard. And he like starts that process all over again. Oh, what? Okay, y'all don't need me no more? Okay, who am I going to sign with next? Oh, y'all need a backup? I'm there. And that's where I think the difference. Not, again, I'm not arguing who's the better quarterback, but by far, Cap is. Not being enough for debate on that one. It's just I don't think that he was still a starter in NFL. I don't think that his game evolved enough for him to come back and demand to be a starter. Now, when his settlement with Knight happened, because it was a that was million, hush money. That was hush money. When he when I heard about the settlement, I was telling everybody, you will never see Captain NFL again. He's not even gonna ask. He doesn't even sniff anymore. He just took his payday and then. What do you see from? Like a diverse athlete standing up for actual equality. Yep, we'll pay him. That's Nike's new flagship. It's just diversity. And there he is doing his thing, and he's paying a bit, and he's not having to put. And people are like he's so. And people like he sold out. No, he did what he did. He He did what he had to do. I mean, the NFL did him dirty. He got blacklisted, and I think he knew that he wasn't going to get back into the NFL, so this was his next course action. But I can't argue the fact that between those two, Cap deserved to be back before Tebow in any capacity. In any capacity, hell, make him a quarterbacks coach. But again, is that what mental acumen for it? But I mean, one way to find out. He's he's a better athlete. You can you can find a position for Cap. You can. Easily. He's got the he's got the physical aspect for it. If you say six four, two twenty and athletic, he should that's, be playing a sport of some kind. That's he's a, not that's, oh, he's not dead yet. He's like thirty. That's tight end. That's tight end material right there. The only problem is is he gonna go across the middle? Oh, that's a bad thing. Tebow go, go across the middle. I mean oh, Tebow's gonna get lit up. There's so many guys in the league that are furious. He's already been he will be he's targeted. already been lit up a couple of times going across the middle. That's why I don't understand the tight end. But look, if you told me Tebow was going to be a position coach for any squad, we would be having this conversation. I'd be fine with it. I would make peace with it. 
I would have been. I don't know if I'd have been fine with that. Because I'm like, I if he told me he was going back to announcing, I'd be happier. Because I mean, just put him on a college football broadcast no. booth and get rid no. of him. No, I don't no. watch college football game day. I don't care. I do. Watch the college football game, not the game day. Game no, day. I gotta watch. I gotta watch. You're game watching day. for course so though. I am. Because everyone loves Corso. <laughs> I, I ain't going to give you any slack for that. Musburger, about Herb Street, and Corso. Those are my three all guys. Day. They're amazing. All day. I watch College Game Day all the minutes on. <laughs> like once Corso puts on that uh, mask or that head cover. The bigger God, head. He, the mask got here. He's going to stop that event because he's getting old. He's going to be the breathing thing much longer. Look, you can mm-hmm. literally see like the dementia kicking in. He's forgetting what he's talking about like halfway but through. But it's... Yeah, it is, it's and I'm, I know, but he's still, he's still fun. Yeah, he's got at least yeah, two, three, four years. So, and that'd be I'm it'll be a sad I day. Came in harder on T-Bow than you did, huh? I thought you'd be more upset, or did I just? I mean, I take it too far. No, no, I you you were upset enough for both of us. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's very rare <laughs> that you get that. I was like, I right, got me over here sweating. <laughs> so, I, I I think I I can't say enough about. It's just I don't understand. I don't understand the thought process of signing him at tight end at thirty-three. It's the money grab. That's why I'm ticked off over it. You took a spot from somebody who deserves it, just so you can make your bag. I mean, I understand it's a business. At the end of the day, making your bag is it's important as an owner. That's the number one thing you and, care about. And then we got to play him this year. Yeah, but I mean, like at the same time, in Jacksonville. Well, we'll talk about a couple other things, and we'll wrap this show up. We're at a nice 53-minute mark. we got a couple minutes to talk real quick. Let's talk some baseball. Uh, We're going to talk hey. briefly. I'm not going to you know, talk your ear off. Just leave what it is. What we need to talk about, the Yankees. I want you to quote. In fact, just, just say what you said about the Yankees at the beginning of the season. What did you say? I was worried they weren't going to come together. And then what happened when they hit their losing streak? What'd you say? I was worried. And then what did I say during the losing streak to you? You basically took, gave me the Aaron Rodgers speak. Aaron Rodgers speech. R-E-L-A-X. And what happened? Stanton decided to hit a baseball for once in his life. Judge hasn't hit the disabled list yet. And our pitching staff showed up, which, I mean, that's commendable in of itself. So we, we turned it around. Didn't I say you got to get into the season deep? To get the feel of this team, and, and once they get the feeling, up and coming, ready to go, because Dominguez is tearing the cover off the ball in the minors right now. Like that's look. I know you I know you're the baseball guy, but you gotta have faith in your squad. Look, I've seen too many Yankees teams in my lifetime just not pull together when they need to. But oh, unfortunately, the Yankees, Rays are just hot too. I mean, you know whose anniversary? Fuck the race. You know I, I saw your post. We're not going to talk no. about Bernie Williams right now. First of all, you would not disrespect the great Bernie Williams because. I have no love for Bernie. I have not had any love for any Yankee center Hall of Fame. in a long time. Hall of Fame. Number retired. You and not number retired for crying out loud. Hey, man. If I had a the, dollar for every time I've had this. They, so you're saying uh, having your number retired carries no weight? No, it carries significant weight when it's a New York Yankee pinstripe. So exactly. I'm not I'm not saying that. everybody's number don't get retired by the Yankees. No. His There's dead. plenty of great ones that you're just like, yeah, no, they're not gonna be retired. His did. Like Hideki Matsui could have had his number retired, but it's not gonna happen. It wasn't good enough. 
even though that postseason he he saved our bacon. He did. Didn't happen. Yeah. CC Sabathia never saved. The great Bernie Williams. That is how I need you to address him. That other center fielder that we had. (laughs) I don't know why you hate Bernie so much. I don't hate Bernie. I just don't know why you love him that much. Look at how he played the game. He He was a pure. He was a pure baseball player. How you gonna say okay players don't make the Hall of Fame ever? Ever. You can't be okay. Uh, you can't be a Yankee and be okay and play for how go. many years? You played how many years? With how the many most years? squad in history. I'm just saying. And you can't be okay because how many players did they keep switching in and out? How long did Johnny Damon last with us? <laughs> I hated Damon. He just always looked wrong in pinstripe. Uh, what was that? Knoblock? Didn't Knoblock last like what, two I, years? I like Knoblock. <laughs> Well, guess who was still here? But we changed our second baseman's like we changed our shoes. Exactly. But center field is the captain of the outfield. Not anymore. When Bernie Williams played during that era of baseball, the center fielder and the shortstop was the captains. Jeter was the captain. Posada was the backup. And Rivera was the third guy you go to talk to. Rivera didn't talk to nobody. He just sat in a chewing dip. No, he just like... You want me to throw a cutter? I'll throw a cutter. And then he struck out, you know, half the damn league every single time because that's how so Mariano yes. does it. But the so Braves are go. hot. They got a 12-game win streak, which sucks because the Yankees are playing seven and one seven out of the last ten. And then can we talk about Vlad Jr.? Like, everyone thought he was a bust after last year. Now he's tied for the major league lead in home runs at 15. Is that going to last, though? He's still batting 290, so it's not like he's just homer or bust. He's homer and he's on base. You could get that into a slump real power. easy. I know, but I'm saying right now. Right now. Vlad Jr. is hot. But the hottest player in baseball. The two-way dynamic that we haven't seen since Babe Ruth. Acuna. Shohei Otani. Acuna is playing great baseball, too. But. Oh, trust me. I hear it all the time across the street. Otani, he's a two-way player, folks. means he pitches. And he, and he plays the field hits. He's he second. Right? He plays right field play? and designated hitter for the Angels. Yeah. He has 14 home runs with a 280 batting average in the major league level. He's second place in the American League in homers. Vlad Jr. and Acuna are tied at 15 homers apiece. Adolis Garcia, I think, is like tied with Otani at 14, which is absurd because Texas is a big ballpark. Big ballpark. And then on top of that, Otani's pitching ERA, which is earned run average per innings pitched, 2.37. It's better than Max Scherzer. Ah, damn. Really? Yeah. His ERA is sub three. If you're allowing a three earned run average, you're good. Four is passable if you have a good offense. But anything sub three is crazy. And that number's only higher because he, he got to the Astros. They hit five runs off. And then he had a, well, he had a shutout. Park. And, and they probably he, cheated. They probably did. And then they he faced another solid White Sox squad, and they put another four runs on him. That's the only reason it's higher. At one point, it was 2.19 ERA. He was almost matching, like, DeGrom-level status ERA. Still sub. Shit. Sub three is still solid as hell. And I don't know why it's not getting more love or more attention. 
Because to hit a baseball, I think, is the hardest thing to do in professional sports. And he's hitting the cover off the baseball as well as dominating the mound, which the amount of time and effort it would take to do both at the major Ooh. league level. Wait, I know something is harder than hitting a baseball. Uh, golfing, probably. Fuck. Fuck no, golfing ain't a sport. Shut that up. Golfing is a sport because if you can no. hit a golf ball and you can hit anything under a hundred, I am so proud of you because I that I have tried golfing lately and it is. Let me tell you something. Whew. If you can eat, if you can smoke a cigarette and do it, it's not a sport. It's Look, not. golfers get paid. I don't care. What they do. They don't. I'm they not. Hey. You, I'm and they get a saying, pension and a retirement plan. Whew, that's hey, that's bro. good. Still, I don't. Right, what's hard? Sport, but look, playing against the Lakers and have LeBron not flop. So you made it a satire when I was looking for serious. <laughs> what did I? That is serious. I know. That is serious. Look, LeBron is a horrendous <laughs> flopper. Please don't make he's me not defend the, LeBron at the last hour of the show. He's not the worst flopper in NBA history, though. He's top three. I think I can make an argument for three others to go in front of LeBron. That's another show, though. We can put That's that on the back. A whole other conversation, and I'm, we're gonna have Jeffrey on for that one. I feel like Jeffrey would be a good. And we need Blake. We need Blake. He does love how to talk about his Celtics basketball, and I kind of wish we had him on for this show. But we'll, we'll we'll get him on for the NFL, and we'll actually let you guys uh, let it rip. I'll kind of I'll kind of moderate that show. But is there anything else you'd like to talk about while we're here, other than your Hawks, who are actually having a good playoff series thus far? I don't have any dog in the fight in the NBA, so I'm just enjoying everything. I'm Once not going to say moved, sorry. I stopped caring. I know. I'm, I'm not sorry about that because they were a problem when you had <laughs> Gary Payton and Kemp. <laughs> they were a problem. Yeah, we had Payton, we had Kemp, and then after that we got Ray Allen, Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook, and yeah, then and they moved. You had a young Ray Allen, too. You could have molded that squad and been uh, Ray competitors. Allen was 30 at that time. Oh, that's right. I was thinking about Because we, we traded him for the Russell Westbrook pick. Because we had Westbrook and Harden and KD. We had the young, young Thunder. The one that, you know, made the finals and almost took out LeBron. But but their family dynamic is just all over the place with that basketball Mm. squad. So nothing further to discuss this evening, sir? Uh, You know what? I think we covered pretty much everything. All right. I will send it to our post show thanks for stopping by be sure to check out the facebook page be sure to check out anchor.fm slash geeks for the audio only version of this show we actually sound pretty damn fantastic i do have to say so i always sound fantastic and be sure to check out the gag sports network on facebook like the page so you get notified every time we do like make new context and plenty of memes because i mean i i dump at least a dozen memes per day and i have yet to keep up with your pace because you have really hit the ball running on that one you found some and great y'all... content if y'all feel like y'all want to challenge some of us in a conversation, step up. We've had a couple of debates. We had an Aaron Rodgers debate that I thought was pretty good, but I have to say. But just know it's more of us out there. It's not just me and Brent. Got some more folks that have got knowledge, too. Oh, yeah. Blake's been showing it up pretty good, too, lately. I was kind of worried after his Russell Wilson take. But he's since redeemed himself in whole very, very good conversation. So be sure to bring out your phones and drag them over the QR codes. Scan those son of a guns and it'll take you wherever you want to go. The center is the link tree. The left is for the YouTube and the right is for the Facebook. Bring your phone over it. Boom, scan it. Away you go. Tony, I believe you have the usual sign-off word ready to go. Huh?
Thank you for listening to Grown Ape Geeks on your preferred streaming service. Be sure to check us out on Facebook and YouTube, both under Grown Ape Geeks.